Hello and welcome to Atlantic Conversations. I'm Fanula Sweeney. The Atlantic Fellowship Programme works with a diverse community of leaders around the world with a common commitment to fairer, healthier, more inclusive societies. Through its seven programmes focused on equity and healthcare, socio-economic equity and racial equity, the Atlantic Fellowships offer those leaders an opportunity to gain new perspectives and new colleagues, while strengthening their confidence in their work for change. In each podcast, I'll be speaking to an Atlantic Fellow about their work and ambitions for a more just world. In this podcast, I'm joined by Kai Kennedy. Kai is an assistant professor in the Duke University Doctor of Physical Therapy Division, where she serves as the Director of Community and Global Outreach. She's a graduate of the Atlantic Fellows for Health Equity US and Global Program at George Washington University. I asked Kai about life after graduation. So much has been going on. I have had the opportunity to transition to a new space professionally. I had the honor of being nominated for a national office in my professional association. It was such a special opportunity because the president of the American Physical Therapy Association is the one who recommended that I come to this program. The curriculum and leadership was a critical part of my strategy and my campaign. And I'm happy to say that I was elected to the American Physical Therapy Association's nominating committee, which is a very powerful position. It's going to slate the leaders of our profession for the next several years. So I've been really excited to be able to put into practice a lot of what I learned in the fellowship last year very immediately. Well, congratulations. Thank you. You're a physiotherapist. Correct, yes. Tell us a little bit about what motivated you to become one and the kind of work you've done both in the United States and overseas. Sure. It's a bit of a journey. I was introduced to physiotherapy or physical therapy, as we call it in the United States, by way of my athletic background. I was an athlete as a child, as were both of my parents, and from an early age had an appreciation of human movement and the function of the body and how it could be optimized and transformed with intention. So that led me into a career in physical therapy, where I could really influence the way that human bodies performed and allow the human being that lives inside the body to interface with the world. And this would be for people who were athletes or people who were not athletes? Every single human being at this exact moment is navigating between trying to move and trying to stabilize. We're all doing that, whether we're holding our children, whether we're heading to work, whether we're lifting a coffee cup to our mouths in the morning. We're all people who move and physical therapists work with all human beings of all ages at all levels of ability on the way that they move. So for some people that's elite athletes and you're really trying to hone a particular technique so they can perform the best butterfly stroke in the water. For other people that's making sure that they can get up out of their bed maybe and get to their closet to get dressed in the morning. Or maybe it's walk out of their front door down to their mailbox and pick up the mail. At all stages and all levels of ability and movement, physical therapists are helping. Where then does the connection to equity come in? Optimizing a human's ability to participate in life and in society in the way that they want to. But not every person has access to the services that allow them to do that. In some contexts, physicians and nurses don't work specifically on issues of movement and function. So that can limit a person's ability to access the world around them. So when I think about health equity and equity in general, the thing that physical therapists bring to the table is really allowing each person the opportunity to participate in this world in the way that they want to. Are there healthcare costs associated Absolutely. with physical therapy in Absolutely. the United States? Absolutely. It's a health service just like any other. Insurances in the United States, for instance, often cover this. 
national health systems in places like the UK and Ghana cover these services. They're employees of the state and they work in the state-run healthcare institutions. So it depends on how the financing of the particular system or country is set up. Is that also an equity issue of concern for you? It's absolutely of concern. The way that I feel like it manifests itself most significantly in physical therapy or physiotherapy is under-resourced communities, underserved communities often see these types of services as a luxury and don't really recognize how integral movement is to their participation in life. I was even talking with a colleague this morning who told me that he's been having hip pain off and on for six years and he hasn't gone to seek services for the treatment of that pain. Now that might be because he thinks he's Superman and it'll heal on its own over time, or that might be because he's not been exposed to the benefits of these types of services. You're a physical therapist, Mm -hmm. very committed, clearly, and you decide to apply for this fellowship Mm -hmm. in health equity and become an Atlantic Fellow. Mm -hmm. What motivated you to apply? What did you think that you would learn and did it match your expectations? Yeah, I've had a longstanding commitment to working directly in communities, to community engagement. That is something that's easy to do as an individual, but difficult to actualize across the profession. And so I really wanted to find language and skills to be able to bring additional team members on board that could help me to do this more broadly. I have one set of hands. I have one brain. I can't be everywhere at once. And so I thought that if we could create a common language around community engagement in our profession, that would be helpful. I think that that also includes thinking about who is in the profession and what their experiences are and how that matches up with the societies that they serve. So a big part of my work is diversity and inclusion in our profession and in our curricula. When I think about how we recruit students, how we admit students, and the curriculum that we use to train them, there is a ton of work to be done. What kind of marginalization is there or what are the challenges? When I think about it from a clinical perspective, underserved communities, under-resourced communities, poor communities, if you will, are the folks that don't have access to the services. But because they don't have access to the services, they also aren't integrating into the profession well, which means the profession largely represents affluence. And these people of affluence don't necessarily understand the lived experiences of people that aren't as affluent. It is my hope to be able to integrate people from a variety of lived experiences into the profession so that the profession has a better collective understanding of humanity and what the needs are in various communities. Do you feel you have the tools to do that now? I feel like I'm gaining the tools. I don't feel like there's a standard answer for every community. And I think that this fellowship and that leadership training can help folks to understand that there can't be a cookie cutter approach to communities that are not the same. Being here seven months after your graduation at the inaugural July convening of Senior Fellows, the first global cohort across the seven programs, you're meeting people with different skill sets, very diverse backgrounds from across the world. Does that inform your work? It absolutely does. The common theme amongst all of the people that are here is that we're working to dismantle inequity so that we can actualize a world in which every human being is valued and not one more than the other. When I think about my colleagues in, for instance, the Atlantic Fellows for Racial Equity or the Atlantic Fellows for Social Equity, these are things that tie very significantly into my 
work because the very communities that are underserved are also suffering from the inequities that are caused by race or the inequities that display themselves in social circumstances. They have impact on the health of individuals, just like the health of individuals has an impact on their ability to participate in this world. I've made connections that I think will influence my work. For example, potential collaborators. There is a co-fellow here that is a physician in sports medicine in Indonesia, and it's uncanny how similar our experiences are both with students and with patients. Those parallels give us the opportunity to share knowledge and skills with one another and potentially bring together groups of people, colleagues that can inform one another. Also, the co-fellows can help me to navigate things personally. So finding things like moral courage and sustaining my commitment to areas. I recently moved to California. So finding co-fellows that have historical deep roots in California can help me to better understand that community is critical, especially because they're looking at it through different lenses than I might be. Speaking as a fellow myself for equity and brain health, mm-hmm. these convenings bring us together. And I always find myself having an even deeper understanding and connection with people that I work with. I wonder when you see people coming from six other programs in addition to your program here, whether that is in any way reinforced your mission or pursuit of equity. In a period in my life where I feel in transition in a lot of ways, coming into a space like this brings me back home. Even though I'm meeting new people, the language that they speak, the commitment that they have, the love that they have for humanity is the center of the work that I do and the way that I aspire to live my life. And so even though I'm in a new building, I'm in a new gathering, I'm around new people, it gives me a renewed sense of myself and a deepened sense of myself. I understand myself in a different way by engaging in conversations and by engaging with the emotional and spiritual aspects of the individuals around me that help me to hold a mirror up to myself and understand myself and see myself. Do you feel sometimes that you're working alone? I can feel that way from time to time, but I very much understand my work to be a collaborative effort. And so I remind myself on a regular basis that it's not my job to figure it out by myself, but I take responsibility for pulling people together. One of the other things that I learned this week was about my name. I was speaking to a fellow from New Zealand who was telling me the meaning of my name, Kai, in the Maori language of the indigenous people of New Zealand. On the surface, it means food. But more deeply, it means sustenance. And more deeply than that, it's about bringing together. My very name means that I'm to bring together entities which will work better as a collaborative than as separate. A question I had about where you see your work going now, you've got this new position that Mm -hmm. you've been transitioning into. Mm -hmm. That's really quite a powerful position to influence how physical therapy is conducted in the United States. What's your first objective? Well, my first objective is to recognize that there are other people who have similar goals. The very point of having a collection of people is to identify your shared purpose so that you can work toward it together. I serve on a committee. I serve on a committee that is a representative of an association. And so far be it for me to think my opinion and my goals are superior to that of the group. I'm a member of that group for a reason. So my first task is to better understand my committee members and to make sure that I'm working toward the goal, the mission of the organization, which is easy for me because 
that mission is a very digestible, very visual, very aspirational goal, which is to transform society by optimizing movement to improve the human experience. And really, isn't that what we're all here to do, improve the human experience? Do you find that commonality among people in your committee? I do. I think that's the common thread between physios around the world. But I think what makes the American Physical Therapy Association so unique in this moment is that they recognize to what end. And the end really is about improving the human experience. Optimizing movement is the gift that we can give as physios, but the reason is more important than the tactic that we use to get there. I'm going to change tack slightly and ask you, what does being a leader mean to you? The very first thing that I learned in this fellowship as it relates to leadership is Marshall Gantz's definition, and I come back to it frequently. I use it in my work, that leadership is accepting responsibility for enabling others to achieve shared purpose in the face of uncertainty. That really frames the way that I approach leadership now, regardless of if it's a formal leadership role or it's a personal credo. It's really about finding my place in this world and being connected to others so that we as a human race or we as a professional organization or we as a fellowship cohort can achieve our shared purpose. A final question in terms of that connection, you're seeing a lot of your fellows with whom you graduated at GW, George Washington University Mm -hmm. in DC in Mm -hmm. December. What's that been like? It's been amazing. Those people are my family. I don't get to see them face to face as often as I would like, except for those that live in the Bay Area with me. And so coming together, it feels a bit like a family reunion with my initial cohort as well as our extended George Washington Fellowship cohort and the larger Atlantic Fellows cohort too. Well congratulations in your new position and your transition and thank you very much for doing this. Thank you so much I really appreciate it. That was Kai Kennedy Atlantic Fellow for Health Equity. For more information you can visit www.atlanticfellows.org. I'm Fanula Sweeney and you've been listening to the Atlantic Conversations podcast.